This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We could sit here and go, well, how does the ACC survive what's going on now? I mean, I think that a, a document will allow the ACC to survive for, oh, at least the next decade. Um, beyond that, I mean, what are the odds that we even that college football even looks anything remotely like what it looks today, ten years from now? That's that would be my question, and I will ask Andrea Adelson of ESPN that over time uh, she joins us on the Adam Gold Show. So, Andrea, first of all, thank you very much. I know short notice today, but the roadblocks came up. I feel like it's kind of a bad look to flirt with Cal and Stanford so openly for the last 24, 48 hours and then decide to kind of stay home and watch Ted Lasso by yourself uh, and decide not to go on a date. What's uh, what's going on here? Well, this is not completely over. So let me first preface this by saying that they are still going to continue to have their discussions. They're close to having enough yes votes. They need 12 to go ahead and say yes to Cal and Stanford. They're very close to that number, which is why the discussions are going to continue in the hopes that maybe somebody decides to change their mind. Um, The fact that this has become uh, more open and more public um, is just a byproduct of Cal and Stanford kind of hanging out there um, (laughs) and available because of what's happened with the PAC 12. But the ACC has had conversations with schools from the PAC-12, with SMU, from other schools for the last year, year and a half, two years. Um, but because of what has happened with the PAC-12, it's kind of accelerated this notion of should we act? Do we need to do something? Should we do something? Is this good for us? Is it good for them? And that's part of the reason why um, we have seen kind of this back and forth within the ACC about what to do. Um, But, you know, this is par for the course with a conference that has a lot of different schools Mm -hmm. with a lot of different interests and a lot of different priorities. And uh, so I'm not surprised this is the way that it's unfolded. The ACC has not been, uh, other than maybe adding Miami now, what, 17, 18 years, 19 years ago. We're almost coming up on the 20th anniversary of the uh, the announcement that Miami was joining the ACC. This has not been its finest uh, skill. Uh, ex- expansion has not been awesome. It has been much more successful for some of the other leagues for whatever reasons. Uh, they do seem to be reacting as opposed to acting, which, again, uh, I mean, th- this whole conference, I call it conference cannibalism, uh, to me is somewhat off-putting. I understand that it's about money, uh, but it's all off-putting because none of it really makes sense. It would have made more sense had the ACC gotten Oregon and Washington to go along with Cal and Stanford. At least financially, you could make that argument. Yeah, and that was certainly discussed last week, um, which has been previously reported. Um but from what I've been told, you know, the presidents didn't necessarily love the idea mm-hmm. of Oregon and Washington. Um, and again, let us remember that the presidents are the ones right. who are in charge of this decision, right? And so from a presidential perspective, K 
Cal and Stanford. That looks really appealing for a lot of schools in the ACC, right? I mean, this is a conference that has a lot of elite, prestigious academic institutions that feel very like-minded with Cal and Stanford from an academic perspective. So you have that in the ACC, but you've also got the football schools in the ACC who are like, what what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Cal and Stanford, like that adds nothing to us and for us from a financial perspective, because there's zero financial gain uh, in adding Cal and Stanford. And even if they had taken all four, the financial gain would have been limited, let us just say, and it would have increased the travel cost. So again, you know, you're seeing a conference that has this push-pull dynamic that doesn't have one mindset where everybody is all thinking the exact same thing. You might find that in perhaps the SEC. That's never been the way the ACC has operated since they decided to expand to Florida State, right? right. This is a basketball conference that made a decision for football, and every other decision has been football-based. This one absolutely has to be football-based. The problem is Cal and Stanford don't add anything to no. football. And that's what should be the number one priority here. Right. Andrea Adelson from ESPN is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. And again, I I say this uh, without hesitation. I am no fan of the ACC having two, four, however many teams on the Pacific Ocean as part of the league. Because at some point we have like who needs guardrails? The conference commissioners need guardrails. We don't need guardrails on what the kids can earn. We need what guardrails mm-hmm. on what the commissioners can do. But this is the, this is where we are. And I don't do we have different types of presidents than exist in other uh, conferences? Big Ten? Do they not care uh, about about the stuff that uh, that ACC presidents? And I realize it's just a smaller number uh, blocking this. If they have twelve, yes, they need twelve. If they're at 10 or whatever we obviously have some people who are looking at this from a football perspective uh but do we have just different presidents that they have in the other other conferences well i just think that the other conferences if we're talking about the big 10 and the sec are playing from a position of strength right they're playing from a a position where we have all the power in this situation uh, to determine who and what we want to bring in because people are going to say yes to us and that increases our our value and that increases a lot of things across the board beyond just money, right? From a recruiting perspective, from lots of different perspectives. Um, in the ACC, because the situation has been far more reactive than proactive, um, it is far more difficult to make decisions about what your future is going to look like when you had these two other conferences hanging out there that may one day take your members away from you, Um, which is obviously a possibility based on the way Florida State um, has been talking over the last six months, right? So I just think it's a completely different dynamic. And, you know, the fact is that within the ACC, um, while there has been more investment in football, not every school is as invested in football as Florida State or Clemson. Right. That's a fact, and they're never going to be. And that is okay, but you also have to recognize and understand that as a conference, it's going to be a lot harder to achieve a consensus on what needs to happen when you do have varied viewpoints um, across the board. And maybe you're institutions that have more sway in the room aren't your football schools. That's also a little bit problematic, right? No question. So 
Um, the fact that Notre Dame has a full vote to me is extremely problematic. Um, try this to add Cal and Stanford when they could easily solve this issue by joining full time as a football member. <laughs> it would it would um, solve but, it would solve all the issues. Yes. <laughs> right. So they're the ones that are leading the charge to get Cal and Stanford in when they don't even play football in the ACC, and this should be that protects and helps put. Again, there are a lot of dynamics at play in the ACC that I think you do not find in the Big Ten or the SEC or even in the Big 12. Andrea Adelson from ESPN, before we let you go, and I know your, your, your phone was just breaking up a little bit there, but uh, I want to get another question in, at least if I can. Do we know who the no votes are uh, in terms of, we also have public and private disparity in this league. Like half the league is, a, is our private, smaller private schools. We have Wake and Duke have no, and Boston College like don't have a lot of alumni and all that. Uh, so that's also an issue that speaks to the diversity of the league in that in that regard. But do we know who the no votes are? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888 0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Um, it's a good question because nobody has publicly come out and said whether they're yes or no, but I think we can make educated guesses based on who would be a yes and who would be a no if we're looking at this from a football perspective, which I think the league should be looking um, and there are a bunch of things that have been characterized to myself and my colleague, David Hale, right? Yeah. Smaller private academic institutions are probably a yes. The football schools are probably a no. But there are schools in the middle there um, that are football, basketball, all-around schools, right, that have made that investment. And where those schools stand right now is a question, but the other question is there are presidents that want this, but athletic directors who may not necessarily want this. And so you have that difference of opinion as well. What do the presidents want versus what do the ADs want? I can tell you there's a lot more disagreement in the AD room sure. than there is in, in the president's room right now. Um, and so that's another dynamic at play as well. Final, uh, final thing. Uh, if this does get across the line, and I feel I sound like this is a transfer window in uh, in European football, if this does get across the line, will Florida State applaud? <laughs> well, I guess we should ask Florida State that question. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't really know what Florida. You know, Florida State made those statements last week about how they're going to very seriously consider yeah. leaving. A, I don't know where there's a home for them right now. Thank you. B. If they decide to go and let's say they want to be an independent, which, again, I don't know how anybody does that in this climate, but um, I don't see how they even get out of the ACC in a year's time because of the grant of rights, the exit fee, and all that other stuff that has to be involved. Because we do have this August 15th deadline that's yeah. coming up for any school that wants to leave for next season. They have to decide and give notice by then. I don't know where Florida State is right now 
in that, but I think for any school that wants to leave within one year's time, getting out in a year is going to be exceptionally difficult. Yeah, Florida State wants to pay a half billion dollars to go play in the Big 12 and make the same money that they have been making in the ACC, then roughly, then that's fine. Let them let do it. Let them pay a half billion dollars to do that because my estimate is that that's what it would probably cost. So good for uh, good for them. I, again, again, it just seems I think those are idle threats coming out of Tallahassee. But that just could be me being cynical. Uh, you are not a cynical person, Andrea Adelson. I appreciate your time at a Adelson ESPN on X. Uh, thank you. I'll talk to you again. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.